2 Kings chapter 17. In the twelfth year of Ahaz the king of Judah, Hoshea the son of Elah began to reign in Samaria over Israel for nine years. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, yet not as the kings of Israel who were before him. Shalmaneser the king of Assyria came up against him, and Hoshea became his servant and brought him tribute. The king of Assyria found conspiracy in Hoshea, for he had sent messengers to So, king of Egypt, and offered no tribute to the king of Assyria, as he had done year by year. Therefore, the king of Assyria seized him and bound him in prison. Then the king of Assyria came up throughout all the land, went up to Samaria and besieged it three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria took Samaria and carried Israel away to Assyria and placed them in Halah and on the harbour, the river of Gozan, and in the cities of the Medes. It was so because the children of Israel had sinned against Yahweh their God, who brought them up out of the land of Egypt, from under the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt, and had feared other gods, and walked in the statutes of the nations whom Yahweh cast out from before the children of Israel, and of the kings of Israel which they made. The king of Israel secretly did things that were not right against Yahweh their God, and they built high places for themselves in all their cities, from the tower of the watchman to the fortified city, and they set up for themselves pillars and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every green tree, and there they burned incense in all the high places, as the nations whom Yahweh carried out before them did. And they did wicked things to provoke Yahweh to anger, and they served idols of which Yahweh had said to them, You shall not do this thing. Yet Yahweh testified to Israel and to Judah by every prophet and every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways, and keep my commandments and my statutes, according to all the law which I commanded your fathers, and which I sent to you by my servants the prophets. Notwithstanding, they would not listen, but hardened their neck like the neck of their fathers who didn't believe in Yahweh their God. They rejected his statutes and his covenant that he had made with their fathers, and his testimonies which he testified to them. And they followed vanity and became vain, and followed the nations that were around them, concerning whom Yahweh had commanded them that they should not be like them. They abandoned all the commandments of Yahweh their God, and made molten images for themselves, even two calves, and made an Asherah, and worshipped all the army of the sky, and served Baal. They caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire, used divination and enchantments, and sold themselves to do that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, to provoke him to anger. Therefore Yahweh was very angry with Israel, and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah only. Also, Judah didn't keep the commandments of Yahweh their God, but walked in the statutes of Israel which they made. Yahweh rejected all the offspring of Israel, afflicted them, and delivered them into the hands of raiders. For he tore Israel from David's house, and they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king. And Jeroboam drove Israel from following Yahweh, and made them sin a great sin. The children of Israel walked in all the sins of Jeroboam, which he did, and they didn't depart from them, until Yahweh removed Israel out of his sight, as he said by his servants the prophets. So Israel was carried away out of their own land to Assyria to this day. The king of Assyria brought men from Babylon, from Cuthar, from Avar, from Hamath, from Sepharvaim, 
and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel, and they possessed Samaria and lived in its cities. So it was at the beginning of their dwelling there that they didn't fear Yahweh. Therefore Yahweh sent lions among them, which killed some of them. Therefore they spoke to the king of Assyria, saying, The nations which you have carried away and placed in the cities of Samaria don't know the law of the God of this land. Therefore he has sent lions among them, and behold, they killed them, because they didn't know the law of the God of the land. Then the king of Assyria commanded, saying, Carry there one of the priests whom you brought from there, and let them go and dwell there, and teach him, and let him teach them the law of the God of the land. So one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and lived in Bethel, and taught them how they should fear Yahweh. However, every nation made gods of their own, and put them in the houses of the high places which the Samaritans had made. Every nation in their cities in which they lived. The men of Babylon made Sukoth Benoth, and the men of Kuth made Nergal, and the men of Hamath made Ashima, and the Avites made Nibhaz and Tartak, and the Sephavites burned their children in the fire to Adramalek and Anamalek, the gods of Sephavaim. So they feared Yahweh, and they also made from among themselves priests of the high places for themselves, who sacrificed for them in the houses of the high places. They feared Yahweh, and they also served their own gods, after the ways of the nations from among whom they had been carried away. To this day they do what they did before. They don't fear Yahweh, and they do not follow the statutes or the ordinances or the law or the commandment which Yahweh commanded the children of Jacob, whom he named Israel, with whom Yahweh had made a covenant, and commanded them, saying, You shall not fear other gods, nor bow yourselves to them, nor serve them, nor sacrifice to them, but you shall fear Yahweh, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt with great power and with an outstretched arm, and you shall bow yourselves to him, and you shall sacrifice to him. The statutes and the ordinances, and the law and the commandment which he wrote for you, you shall observe to do forevermore, you shall not fear other gods. You shall not forget the covenant that I made with you, you shall not fear other gods, but you shall fear Yahweh your God, and he will deliver you out of the hand of all your enemies. However, they didn't listen, but they did what they did before. So these nations feared Yahweh, and they also served their engraved images. Their children did likewise, and so did their children's children, and they do as their fathers did to this day. So this is the chapter where it all comes to the end for the nation of Israel. Now, uh, this is the northern nation. So, you know, in a sense, Israel is all the 12 tribes and God's got a plan for all Israel and, and there's a spiritual Israel, which is the greater Israel. So, that you know, Israel is bigger than just this northern group of 10 tribes. But as far as that northern group of 10 tribes goes, this chapter is the end. And so the last king was Hoshea. And um, he's the 19th and the last king of Israel. He's um, a one-king dynasty, <laughs> if there's such a thing. And um, he gets taken out by, you know, basically by the Assyrians. They put him in jail. And um, it's all over. And then this chapter becomes a kind of a teaching chapter to explain why the Lord took them into exile. So this, you know, as we're going through the... Um, all the histories of all the things that happened, 
there's very, very few places that are like this chapter where it explains why. There's lots of places where it just says what. Like in the last chapter about King Ahaz, it just says Ahaz did this, Ahaz did that. It doesn't explain the why. But Ahaz was worshipping the Assyrian gods because of basically peer pressure. You know, we kind of like have to read into it to kind of get that. But here we've got a whole chapter of basically like a teaching chapter explaining why. And it says because they didn't follow the Lord. You know, they worshipped the other gods, you know, like the nations that had been cast out before, etc. And it says they ignored the messages of the prophets. And I thought there's no better time than this to read you just a few little, or to, you know, to give you two little examples of things the prophets have said. Now we're going to get to the books of the prophets, and we're going to read we're going to read all the examples, and we're going to you know mention you know this one was written during the time of this king, and we'll we'll put it all back into perspective. So it is helpful to know all the kings, and then we can place the words back into all the positions that they come from. But at this point where Israel has finally, God's finally had enough and it's all over and the Israelites have been gathered up and scattered, here's some examples of things the prophet said. This is from the prophet Hosea. It's chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. The word of the Lord came to Hosea, the son of Beeri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah. So he's prophesying during this exact period right now um, that we've just been reading of and a little bit before. Um, And during the reign of Jeroboam, the son of Jehoash, the king of Israel. So that's what I mean about just a bit before. When the Lord began to speak to Hosea, the Lord said to him, go and marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. So the whole book of Hosea is about how Israel and Judah are like an unfaithful wife who keeps leaving and doing prostituting herself and being adulterous. And this prophet Hosea, he marries this adulterous woman as like a, an example of the, the love of God to a woman who's just wild and does whatever she wants. And we'll get to Hosea. But... Um, as an example of the Lord demonstrating and the things that Hosea said, you know, come back and all the different things that were in that book. Ezekiel chapter 16, the Lord says to um, Israel, he says, Sodom, uh, he says to Israel and Judah that Sodom is your sister. So, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, he's comparing Israel and Judah to Sodom and Gomorrah. He's saying, this is how bad you are. Your sister is Sodom. And um, so they've become the thing that they despise, the thing that they hate, the evil thing that God despised, Israel and Judah have become that thing. And so this chapter is, is just basically saying they ignored the words of the prophets. But when we get to the prophets, there's so many examples. The patience of God is unbelievable. And uh, like, you know, as parents, you know, sometimes you have to tell your children, you know, things five times or ten times and you think, are they ever going to learn? <laughs> uh, God is, is unbelievably more patient than that. And so Samaria is resettled. So what happens is the Assyrians come, they conquer Samaria, they take the children of Israel and they scatter them, and that's called the dispersion. But then they take people from other places where they've conquered in other places and they bring them to Samaria. So they're basically just moving everyone around all into different places, and that's their strategy 
so that no one can like rise up against them and you know it's a basically a way of maintaining control so they're in, in charge later empires are going to have different strategies for this that this is the way the Assyrians are doing it so what happens is people come in from other places and they're here in Samaria and they're not from the 10 tribes of Israel or not you know not from these 10 tribes or they're not from the 12 tribes in total they're from other places and they have other gods and they don't know how to fear the Lord and so they send a priest from Samaria back to teach them but there's a problem and the problem is that the northern 10 tribes never worship the Lord properly anyway you'll remember this remember I explained that they were worshiping the Lord but they were using golden calves to worship the Lord and it was this syncretistic religion so it was kind of worshiping Yahweh and fearing Yahweh but it wasn't the way God had said it was a mixed up version of it so this is the type of thing that the priest is coming back to teach these other people to do so these people when we were reading through it says so they feared Yahweh and they feared their own gods as well in other words they kind of got a bit of a gist of you know oh there's a God called Yahweh and we've got to do certain things for him but we'll keep doing these things for our other gods and this is very much the polytheism of the world at the time you know if there's if there are 20 gods you know and we should worship them all a bit so that they're all gonna like us this is the way they think and so they're thinking all right we've got to keep Yahweh happy too uh, we've got to add another God to our collection <laughs> and so it sounds really great oh they sent back a priest to teach the people but it's not as great as it sounds and the people who settled in Samaria are uh, they're polytheistic they're mixed up they kind of know a bit about God but they don't so when we get all the way through to the New Testament we've got the Jews in Jerusalem they despise the Samaritans well you see their view of Samaritans are people like what we're reading about now people that are mixed up some of them are kind of from Israel but they're kind of not from Israel they're kind of worshiping God but they're kind of not worshiping God um, they end up having their own version of the Bible or their own version of the law of Moses that's only the first five books there's no temple in their system um, so it, it's that's what we call today the Samaritan Pentateuch and you can actually get a copy if you can read Paleo-Hebrew of the Samaritan Pentateuch and it's it's a very similar version of the first five books of the Bible with some slight differences well this was the version of the Bible that that these northern Samaritan people they used and you know in the Gospel of John chapter 4 Jesus is in Samaria and he talks to a Samaritan woman and she says you Jews say we must worship you know on that mountain but we worship on this mountain there's a discussion about where's the right place to worship and that's where Jesus says you know well true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth it's not about whatever place but the reason that she said that was because they didn't have the rest of the Bible where there was a temple built and all of this they only had the first five books and in the first five books it never said about Jerusalem it never said about the temple it, and uh, the tabernacle was long gone so they used to worship God on Mount Gerizim remember there were two mountains the mountain of blessing Mount Gerizim and the mountain of cursing Mount Ebal well they used to worship God on the mountain of blessing Mount Gerizim and that's why the woman said you know you you know we worship God on this mountain Mount Gerizim and so all that confusion with the Samaritan stuff it's all because of this because the Assyrians just mixed up all the people and moved them around everywhere but then sent back a priest who was who knew about Yahweh but didn't know about Yahweh properly and so it all goes back to this moment now so there's just a little bit of Bible background for you 
So when you go to read John chapter four, and you should really do it just for, for fun, and you read that discussion between the woman of Samaria and Jesus, you can see this chapter is the background to that other chapter. And things can make a bit more sense for you then in the New Testament. But also, you know, like stories like Jesus told, like the good Samaritan. You know, the Jews didn't like the Samaritans because of this type of thing in the Bible. You know, they're mixed up. They worship other gods. You know, they're confused. They don't follow God properly. They don't come to the temple. So you can see why they were despised. But then Jesus also spent a lot of his time in Samaria. He's up in the north ministering to these people, which he called, by the way, the lost sheep of Israel. You can see why they were the lost sheep, but the Jews didn't like him. The Messiah would never do that, right? <laughs> so it all becomes much more interesting in the Gospels when you understand a few of these things. So Lord, we want to thank you for this part of the Bible too. And I thank you, Lord, you've been so patient with humanity, despite all of our confusion and our mess messing of things up. I thank you that you're so wonderful and patient and persevering. So Lord, bless us and guide us and help us in Jesus' name. Amen.